What's shaking fire nation? John Lee Doom is here and welcome to episode 1452 of EO Fire where I chat with today's most successful entrepreneurs seven days a week. And if you're ready to master productivity, discipline and focus in just 100 days, you need to visit selfmasteryjournal.com. And now we're chatting with today's featured guest, Patrick Bet David. Patrick, are you prepared to ignite? Absolutely, I am. Yes. <laughs> Patrick hosts a show on YouTube called Valuetainment. And that's where he produces two shows a week on topics of entrepreneurship and critical thinking. He's written two books and he's traveled over 30 countries around the world. And he's produced this video, which I actually just watched, called The Life of an Entrepreneur in 90 Seconds. It now has over 28 million views on Facebook, which is insane. So, Patrick, take a minute, fill in some gaps from that intro and give us just a little glimpse of your personal life. Absolutely. So, you know, for me, I was born and raised in Iran, lived there for about 10 years. I uh, escaped Iran uh, six weeks after Khomeini died. Iran was a pretty ugly place to live at that time. It was a lot of uh, challenges taking place. We went to Germany, lived at a refugee camp for about a year and a half. That's when I got my first stint of entrepreneurship, um, collecting beer bottles at a local swimming pool to Mm -hmm. buy my first Super Nintendo uh, when it came out. This was 1989, 1990. And then from Germany, came to the States, um, lived in Glendale, California. I joined the army right after realizing a, 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 that's right, right after realizing a 1.8 GPA is not going to give me a scholarship to anywhere. <laughs> so I was in the military, 101st Airborne Air Assault, got out, and uh, I was planning on being the next Middle Eastern Arnold Schwarzenegger, marrying a Kennedy, being a Mr. Olympia, um, multi-millionaire entrepreneur, actor, all of that stuff, but it didn't work that way. I got into the financial industry with uh, Morgan Stanley Dean Witter a day before 9-11, oh. and uh, that was exactly my start. It was a Monday, and uh, the next day, a bunch of brokers quit and left. They just couldn't deal with it. I was dumb enough to stick around, and next thing you know, from uh, Morgan Stanley, um, I transferred to Transamerica and was with them for about seven and a half years. And in October of 2009, decided to start our own agency um, with 66 agents out of Northridge, California in one office. And now we're roughly at 22, 2300 agents in 42 states uh, in the last six and a half years. So it's been a wild ride. Wow. Well, first off, thank you for your service. Definitely love the fact that you uh, went and did that. And no joke serving uh, with the 101 for sure. So thanks, you know, for just number one, being open and honest about your journey up to this point. Cause you know, a lot of people who have achieved success, they're not super excited to kind of share those vulnerable points. And that's where we like to dive into with EO Fire. But before we get into some of those moments, what would you say, Patrick, that your current area of expertise is right now? And then within that area of expertise, give us two quick value bombs you think are going to help us, our listeners, Fire Nation. So I would say my current area of expertise would be entrepreneurship would be my number one. So what happened with me is as you were asking me, you were talking about the video that got 28 million views. Initially, when I started Valuetainment, I was speaking on a lot of general topics, a lot of general topics. And one day I just decided to get very, very specific. And matter of fact, I think I was at the social media world convention two years ago or something at San Diego and you were at a panel with Michael Hyatt. Oh yeah. And and it was either you or Michael Hyatt that said to pick one subject and stick to it, oh, and that's, that's when everything changed. Yeah, that, that's, that's all me. <laughs> then, then if it's you, we, I chose the subject of entrepreneurship. 
And that's all we talked about. And that next thing you know, we went from, uh, you know, having a few hundred subscribers on YouTube to now having over 80,000 subscribers wow. on YouTube and um, having a video doing 28 million and several other videos that I've done very well for them. So, but I would tell you, it'd be processing issues and it'd be specifically on the topic of entrepreneurship, startup, development, growing your business at different stages of the business. I would say those are the two things that I mainly emphasize on. And now what are two like value bombs you can share with that though that you think that we might not know that you've discovered through running the successful channel, the successful topic of entrepreneurship? Like what are two things and just keep it short, keep it concise, but what are two things you want us to walk away from? I would tell you, just look at everything as solve for X. Simple as that. Life is all mad. To me, when I look into a building, I look at a car, I go into a restaurant, I watch your show or I listen to your show and I look at the phone. Everything is mad. Literally, mm. everything around us is mad. So if you look at life uh, from a mathematical formula standpoint and you take a moment, grab a paper and pen and write solve for X, what is X, then work backwards to come out with the formula, you're almost always going to come out with some sort of a formula to solve for X. I don't think a lot of times uh, we take the time to look at a problem like that. We get overwhelmed too many times. And we put too much attention on the final problem instead of the actual seed, which is the seed that is the reason why we have the problem that we have in our lives. Um, so number one would be solve for X. The second one would be minimize who you listen to. I think a lot of people listen to way too many voices. Minimize who you listen to. When my wife and I got married, before we did, before I proposed, we read a book on our second date I got. It was called 101 Questions to Ask. Uh, before you get engaged. So I gave it a book. <laughs> she read the book. I said, a week from now, I want to go through all the questions. And we had a follow-up meeting. And six hours later, we went through the questions. One of the questions was, hey, let me ask you a question. I said, if you and I get into a fight, which we're going to get into a lot of different fights, who are the three to five people going to call? And she started making a list of those names. I said, tell me about their personal life. And after that exercise, I said, I just can't do it unless those three to five changes. And I told her who my three to five or why, because Sometime when you're an entrepreneur, you're at your lowest point, you can call the wrong person and become an employee the next day. Yeah. So it's, it's very critical on which voices you listen to as well. Wow. So solve for X and then minimize the people that you're listening to. I mean, there's so much noise out there in this world, Fire Nation. You have to find those people that are really speaking the message that you need and want to hear. And then you just need to block out the rest because there's, there's too much out there. So just really hone your focus. Now, what is something, Patrick, that you've changed your mind about in the last six months? You know, meaning what's something that you used to believe just as recently as six months ago that you no longer believe anymore? It's interesting you asked that question. You know, I did a training on this just recently in Costa Rica. I said, so, you know, a lot of times we think there's only one way to get something right. And I don't know if I'd say this is the last six months. I think maybe in the last year or two. We think there's only one way to do a right thing. And so the training I did in Costa Rica this past few days was, I said, how many different, I said, if you're trying to get the number 20, what two numbers add up to 20? So everybody said, well, zero plus 20. I said, what else? One plus 19, two plus 18. We just kept going through it. I said, there's a lot of different ways to attain success, man. There's a lot of ways to get the number 20. It's not just one way. There's many, many different ways to get to the number 20. You know, you can probably get 10 different ways because you 10 plus 10, 9 plus 11, all that stuff. It's not just one way. So, you know, you may have a strong, firm opinion on how you plan on making your money, but there's a lot of other ways to make your new money. The key is this. Principles don't change. I don't think principles 
and values necessarily change. Principles of getting to success don't change, but there's many different ways to be able to get to success and make the kind of money you want to make instead of just one way. I happen to be obsessed with the way I make my way of uh, living, but there's a lot of ways of making money. Patrick, what's your worst moment entrepreneurially that you've experienced? Now, you in that video showed the struggles of knocking on doors, mm-hmm. getting the door slammed in your face. You talked to us about collecting cans to, to raise money for your first Super Nintendo, which, you know, frankly, is just hustling when you're young and you're trying to mm-hmm. buy something like that. So that was mm-hmm. that's a cool thing. But what is the worst moment you've experienced business-wise to date? Take us to that moment and tell us the story. I mean, it's like it's, it's, it's as if it was yesterday. It was December 31st. 2002. It's December 31st, 2002. My buddy and I, who we used to party a lot to get in the army, we chose to become entrepreneurs. We chose to go from the W-2 route of getting a salary as a financial advisor to 1099. I'm going to do it on my own. If I don't sell, I don't make money. I don't have a guaranteed income coming in. And it's December 31st. I'm driving a Ford Focus. I just lost my Ford Expedition. I'm driving a Ford Focus. And John, keep in mind, I'm 6'5", 240, so I don't, I don't necessarily fit in a Ford Focus. <laughs> so I'm in this Ford Focus. We're behind uh, Universal Studios. Okay, We're all the way at the top of the hill. We just went and bought an In-N-Out burger, a double-double. He's 200 and some pounds. I'm 240 pounds. So we both are, per, are big boys. And so we, because of the money that we had, we had to share this In-N-Out uh, burger. And I split and gave half of it to him, and he gave half of, the, half of it to me, and we ate it. And we listened to the countdown in the car, and it was Ryan Seacrest, 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5. And there was zero level of excitement for me in my life, zero. There was no excitement at all in my belly, like, oh, my gosh, it's a new year. It's finally 2003. None of it. And I'm in that car. Everybody's calling everything. Hey, we're going to this club. We're going to this after hours. We're doing this. We're doing that. And I have no desire to go to any after. I have no desire to go to any club. I have no desire to do anything. And uh, I'm in that car, and I get very emotional, and I ask myself, is this what life is all about? I mean, mm. is this, is this freaking it? There's no way in the world I have lived the life that I lived just to be in a position that I'm at. There's no way in the world. My father had just had a heart attack. That was his 13th heart attack um, that he had. He's had six angiograms, six angioplastics, a bypass, three stents in his heart. It was just a pretty ugly situation. Parents got through a divorce and I had a relationship where I got a ring and everything about to get engaged. That didn't work out. Lost my car. I had lost my fire. I lost all of that in my belly. And that night, that night, I made a very, very, very firm decision that this is now how the David life was going to be. And uh, I was going to make sure my parents were going to be proud to have sacrificed everything from Iran to come to America. And they're going to they were going to be proud of that decision. So it's as if the next day, my eyes changed. You couldn't recognize my eyes. Um, no one could recognize the eyes. I told every single person to co- stop calling me about the nightclubs and Friday Saturday. They thought I was full of it. So they kept calling me for 90 days. And I told them, I'm not going, I, I never once went to a nightclub again mm. um, with those guys. And the party completely changed. And the level of obsession changed. The level of progress changed. The level of work ethic changed. I went from working 60 hours a week to working 80, 90, 100 hours a weekend. Next thing you know, every single thing that I wanted to become a reality at that point in my life became a reality. But there was a very difficult moment on December 31st of 2002 that I had to make some real, real specific decisions and changes that night would change my life. 
you couldn't recognize my eyes. I mean, Fire Nation, think of how powerful a statement that is. And the reality is Patrick just had to make that decision mentally to make that shift, to wake up the next morning and he was a different person from the inside, which is all that matters. And then going forward, you know, it didn't happen overnight, but he started putting in the hours, 60, 70, 80, 90 hours a week, putting in the work, putting in the hustle, making mistakes, learning, figuring things out. You know, and now we're chatting today. Here we are circa 2016, but I mean, I hope that phrase sticks with you. You couldn't recognize my eyes because Fire Nation, everybody listening right now has that power to have that same mindset shift, but it has to come from within. Now, Patrick, that was a huge aha moment, awakening, like however you want to phrase that. And you've had a ton of those as you've gone on, you know, Mm -hmm. to create your success story. But what's one of your greatest aha moment stories? Take us there and tell us how you kind of took that idea, that light bulb and turned it into success. The one that really affected me the most was um, it's, it's two exact recommendations and the same results. And I'll tell you what it was. One of them was by a guy named Robbie Solomon, who was my first mentor at Bally Total Fitness back in the days when there was Bally's. Now it's, uh, 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 now it's LA Fitness. So I'm working at Bally's and I said, look, I want to be the greatest salesman at Bally Total Fitness. What do I need to do? And he told me to read uh, How to Master the Art of Selling by Tom Hopkins. So I started reading that book and my sister recommended how to win friends and influence people. And so those two books got me to go from being the worst salesman at Bally's to being a rookie of the year, you know, number one in sales, back to back to back, just shattering records at the clubs that they had. Then from there, the best recommendation that followed through from that, that person recommended me two books. My sister and Robbie recommended me two books, one each. But then I was in Diamond Bar, California, and I was at this uh, mentor mind's house, and I will never forget the swimming pool is there. There's a view. It's a beautiful house. Sugar Shane Mosley was a neighbor of the guy. And one of the guys who was there, he was net worth was about 150 million bucks at the time. And I pulled him aside and I cornered him. I said, look, I don't want 10 different pieces of advice. I want one. Give me one thing. What's the one thing that's going to be able to get me to be at the top of my game in the next three to five years? He says, let me tell you something. He said, everybody here you look at. They will all read the books that you're supposed to read, which is Think and Grow Rich, How to Win Friends and Influence People, Rich Dad, Poor Dad. The, the usual suspects, they're all going to read it. And then they're done. He said very few people get obsessed about reading and developing. He says the crazy thing is all the secrets to success are in books. Just people don't read them. They just buy them and don't do anything with them. He says if you want to dominate, you get obsessed about recreating yourself more often than the rest. And that's exactly what happened. I ended up uh, you know, reading 1,100 books, and this is coming from a guy that can't stand books, two books that was recommended for me to read in high school by Miss Collins. One of them was That Was Then, This Is Now, and the other one was, uh, I think it's Of Mice of Men, something like that, Of Mice of Men. And John, I didn't read either one of them. I was not a reader. (laughs) I was a guy that didn't pay attention in class. I was a guy that was distracted by the girls and the butterflies. The smallest thing that could distract me would distract me. And, uh, you know, there became a certain level of obsession about improvement, kind of like what you're doing right now for your audience. Obviously, the way you're impacting right now you started off from impacting a small community to now uh, people all around the world follow your contact. And God knows how many people you've impacted yourself with your platform that you have. But it is a very, very big decision I made that night in Diamond Mart to become obsessed with recreating Pat as often as possible. So every 90 days, nobody would uh, uh, recognize the new Pat that was coming out. 
I love that for so many reasons because so often, Patrick, this is just the reality. People will buy something and when they buy it, they've already quote unquote assumed that that's going to, to be the reality, whatever they've bought there within, like they've already accomplished that. And, and a great example is, you know, when I launched the Freedom Journal, which is a journal that guides you how to accomplish your number one goal in a hundred days, everybody was emailing me and said, they're like, John, I feel like just by buying the journal that I've already accomplished my number one goal. And I'm like, okay, I'm glad you feel that way, but I hope you know that's not the reality. You actually not have to spend the 100 days following the systems, following the guidance to accomplish that number one goal. And of course, some do and achieve great success and some don't because they fizzle out. And it's just sad to see that, you know, it's not that investment. It's not that actual buying of that thing that's going to get you to where you need to be. It's the application. It's reading the books and then applying it to your life. It's, you know, buying the course or the product or the service or joining the community and then actually taking the action. So that's my big takeaway, Patrick, from your aha moment. But what do you want to make sure that Fire Nation gets from your story? I guess the biggest thing for me is a lot of times I listen to folks that'll talk about entrepreneurship and, you know, people forget how terrible they were at one point. You know, it's like when you win and people come to me and say, Pat, how's it feel being worth a hundred million dollars right now? And you're doing all this stuff and, you know, you got the money, you got the wealth, you got the wife, you got the kids, you got the life, so you got the accolades. I said, look, you know, my father was in town. We were in Costa Rica and we were talking about our first trip to Hawaii and everybody kept asking me to go on. Uh, different excursions, and they would tell me it's seventy-five dollars. I didn't have seventy-five bucks. Hey, go on this. It's hundred. I can't do hundred fifty bucks. And I would say, no, I don't like excursion. I kind of am the hotel type of guy. I'm not the hotel type of guy. I'm the guy that wants to go diving <laughs> with sharks right. and dolphins, and I want to jump off a cliff, and I want to do some adrenaline rush type of shit is what I want to do, and I couldn't do it because I didn't have any money to my name to do it. So I think a lot of times it's for the listener if they're listening in, don't judge the person by the final product. Judge the person based on who they used to be. Ask the questions of who they used to be versus who they are today. Many times we look at somebody and they say, man, this guy is winning because he is this, 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 this. And I'm not going to win because I don't have this, 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 this. No, you don't need to look at that. You need to look at the person, why they're winning and what are some reasons that you can win. And at the end of the day, unfortunately, John, you and I both know this. Most people believe the wrong lies. So we have two lies to believe. One of the lies is I'm a loser. I'm not meant to do anything big. My dad was right. I'm never going to amount to anything. Or we can buy the other lie, which is what? One day I'm going to be a decamillionaire. One day I'm going to be somebody that the world's going to know about. I'm going to make a big impact. I'm going to live in a big house. Both of them are lies. Both of them are lies. But it's on us to make one of them the truth. So if we don't do anything, when we die, the truth is we were losers. Or we can live a life and give everything we got and then we make this other lie, the truth, and then we die. The truth is we were successful, but we have a choice which lie to believe. If you can choose between the two lies, buy the right lies is what I suggest. Buy the right lies, Fire Nation. Patrick, what's the one thing that you're most fired up about right now? Well, one thing that I'm most fired up about right now is studying attention span. Um, I think attention span is a very critical thing. You know, According to Time Magazine back in 2001, our average attention span was 12 seconds. And the average attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds. And today is the first time ever where the human being's attention span has dropped below a goldfish mm. of nine seconds. We are at eight seconds today. So it's very important for us to know how to get attention immediately. And there's two different ways when you talk about attention. One is a lot of times we have, for instance, when you are dating a new girl you better make sure your first thing you tell her, you don't come across as a jerk because you only have an eight-second 
timeline to impress a girl, right? And then once we marry a girl, we don't have eight seconds anymore. We have a lifetime because we are now married. So we need to treat our customers the same way as well. A lot of times you have existing customers and we think we're already rock stars because we have existing customers. But if, we, if you want new rock stars, if you want new followers, new fans who don't know, you need to pay very, very close attention on how you're going to get my attention within the first eight seconds. And uh, that's, that's been something that I've been studying a lot of time, a lot lately on how to get that eight seconds done the proper way. Well, Fire Nation, I want you to maintain your attention because we are going to crush the lightning round in just a couple of minutes, but we're going to take a quick minute first to thank our sponsors. Have you ever heard that saying, just because you love to bake doesn't mean you should open your own bakery? It's a classic mistake that many entrepreneurs make. We're not all cut out to be in the business of building businesses, and that's okay. Whether you're a seasoned business owner looking to grow your portfolio or you're searching for your first business idea, joining a franchise can be a great way to start. But where do you find out what your options are? Franchise Help is here to connect motivated entrepreneurs like you, Fire Nation, with franchises that can help your new business succeed. Whatever you're passionate about, there's a franchise that can help you build it smarter and faster using time-tested methods that work. You can own your own business without having to go at it alone. Franchising gives you a proven business plan, the strength of a larger organization, and recognition of an established brand. Visit FranchiseHelp.com slash fire to take their franchise quiz and find your next business. That's FranchiseHelp.com slash fire. Patrick, are you prepared for the lightning rounds? Let's rock, baby. <laughs> what was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I think it was clarity. It was clarity in choosing one path. You know, a lot of times we don't even know what we want. A lot of times we're all over the place and we think we know what we want, but we don't. And it's actually taking a moment, grab a paper and pen, step away from everybody, turn off the TV, turn off the notification, turn off every single thing and step away for a few hours on a Sunday and I did this back in August of 2003. I got a hold of 83 questions, which is on my website, patrickbaydavid.com. I call it the ultimate self-discovery questionnaire. I stepped away. I took these 83 questions. I went to Matador Beach in LA and spent six, seven, eight hours there. And I went through every single answer to the question. Very emotional moment. Got pretty clear on what I wanted as a bigger part of my life. Came back and I was fired up to go make sure that became a reality. What's the best advice you've ever received? Make sure the young wolf in you takes care of the old wolf. Make sure the young wolf in you takes care of the old wolf. Meaning, you know, I was at a concert in Orange County and there was a performer named Dariush. Very, very big con uh, performer in the Persian community. And the place was sold out. Seven, eight thousand people there. And for a moment, he paused. He's in his uh, late 50s, early 60s. And he got up and he said, hey, listen, I want to talk to all the young uh, uh, people here. He says, look, you are not going to be in your 20s or your 30s forever. One day you're going to be 60 like me. Just please make sure the young wolf in you takes care of the old wolf that one day you will be because that old wolf is counting on you to take care of him. Now, is that like save a lot of money? I think it's money. I think it's health. I think it's take care of your liver. I think it's yeah. take care of your <laughs> many different ways. And so all of that combined together to make sure you take care of the yeah. old wolf so they have the energy. You're enjoying that scotch now, you know, Mr. 35-year-old, but Mr. 65-year-old is going to be having kidney stones like his That's no tomorrow. Right. What's a personal habit, Patrick, that contributes to your success? Realizing and knowing when to be predictable and when to be unpredictable. There's an aspect of predictability. I think one of the keys to entrepreneur on fire success is you're very predictable. Mm. You are very, very predictable. That is probably one of your biggest strengths. A lot of people want to start Skypes. They don't have your discipline. 
they don't have your discipline to do seven days a week and knowing that your audience is predictable to know that John's going to come through for them. And then the unpredictable side is to sometimes launch things or bring guests and do things that maybe nobody is expecting and you kind of surprise the world, surprise your competition, shock the people that are working with you, shock your following, shock everybody with certain unpredictable things that you can do that spices up the predictable side of what you're doing. Yeah, well, and not to pat myself on the back, but people were shocked, Patrick, when I came out with a physical product, like an actual journal that was a hardcover. Like, why are you like why would you create a physical book? That's like nineteen, you know, eighties stuff. And I was just like, because it's different, because I know that anybody can do virtual, they can do PDFs, this and that. Like I want something beautiful you can hold on to that's meaningful. And and that was really an unpredictable move on my part that really shook up the core. And look what happened with it. You got a lot of testimonials about it. You got a lot of people that are getting success and results from it from all around the world, all around the world. Sixth most funded publishing campaign of all time on Kickstarter. Now, Patrick, share an internet resource like Evernote with Fire Nation. I would tell you whatever I say, it's probably people that use regularly, whether it's creative studios on YouTube because I'm a YouTube guy mm. or it's Google Analytics. But nowadays, a lot of times for me, communication is people send email, people send Facebook, people send YouTube messages, and you know you can you can be caught up with some of the response you give. I like Cyberdust because I'm in the financial industry and I'm in the regulated industry, so I like it when people ask questions on Cyberdust because Cyberdust protects the responder. There is no way of knowing that response came from you or anything. So I am more open to advice to give on Cyberdust than I will on Facebook. If somebody asks me a question on Cyberdust, I'll open up a lot more than I would on Facebook or YouTube or the thousands of messages that we get in email. So I like Cyberdust. I interviewed Mark Cuban uh, about a year, year and a half ago, and we had a good time talking about his app and talking about what he was working on. So I started using Cyberdust, and it's been a pretty successful app for me. If you could just recommend one book, what would it be and why? Blue Ocean Strategy. And the reason why um, I was, you know, fighting between that one and Hypomanic Edge, but I'll say Blue Ocean Strategy. <laughs> and Blue Ocean Strategy is a, a very powerful book because, you know, you, you don't want to be a me too product. Everybody wants to be their own unique product. But unfortunately, 95% of people that think they're not a me too product happen to be a me too product. So how do you not become a me too product? Blue Ocean Strategy has a, a, a formula for that where it tells you instead of being like everybody else that's fighting in the ocean with all the sharks and everybody's eating each other, it's a doggy dog type of a place, go find your own blue ocean and compete with nobody and then eventually sharks going to show up. But by that time, you already have such a big piece of the pie that it's not really going to matter when somebody comes up. At that point, your fight's going to show up, but you have a you know, lead in front of everybody else in a market you went to that nobody else was chasing. It's a great book. And I was actually just listening to Tony Robbins podcast where they brought on the authors of that book and they're about mm. to release the, uh, the follow-up to that book like this year. I heard about that, which is quite exciting. Yeah. So Patrick, this is the last question of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to earth, but you knew no one. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? It's so interesting how when I hear people tell me I'm struggling financially, I'm having such a hard time, life is so hard, I just got fired, I just got this, I just got that. And I'm in Costa Rica and we're at the West End and I'm going out to walk my boys to ride on a horse 
and I got asked to buy something by at least 50 people. One was, would you like a foot massage? I said, no. Would you like a massage? No. Would you like to buy this towel? No. Would you like to buy this hat? No. Eventually, I said yes by so many people <laughs> asking me questions. And it, it just reminded me, it was the same thing when I was in Cabo and I took my mother there and my mother's like, my gosh, will they stop selling us something on the ocean? Like, can you just leave us alone? I said, mom, I wish more Americans were like this. Yeah. I wish more people would realize that, man, whatever crap you're going through, just go find a product at wholesale and retail it. So for me, if I had 500 bucks in 2001 when 9-11 happened, and I was a serious seven broker, John. You would notice your listeners are from all over the world, but I was a serious seven broker with Morgan Stanley Dean Witter. And I left to become, uh, start my own practice and they wouldn't give up my license for 90 days. So I had to make $1,500 a month to survive mm-hmm. on cash. And I went in, I went to downtown and I bought 200 shirts. I had 400 bucks to my name. I went about 200 shirts for $2 a piece. One of the shirts says United We Stand. Another one said all these other funny things on there about what was going on at that time. And I went on the corner of Reseda and, and uh, Nordoff. It's a very, very busy, busy street in California by CSUN, Cal State University, Northridge. And I put one of the shirts on and I stood on the corner and I sold one for 15, two for 20. And I would make $400 a day, every single day. So all of a sudden I was making $6,000 a month selling shirts. So if I had 500 bucks and a computer, I would find the closest place to go buy 250 shirts that are relevant to the current time issue, whatever it may be at that time. I'd buy 250 shirts. I'd find a very busy corner. I'd sell those $2 shirts for 15 bucks, and I'd be fine within a month. Fire Nation, it sounds so easy, and the reality is it really can be. It just takes work. It just takes a little ingenuity and hustle, and you can put these type of types of opportunities together. So, Patrick, let's end on fire, brother, with you giving us a parting piece of guidance, the best way that we can connect with you, and then we'll say goodbye. Absolutely. So I can be found on PatrickBayDavid.com, on PatrickBayDavid.com, uh, and you can also find my content on YouTube. I have a channel on YouTube called Valuetainment. But like you said earlier, we produce two videos a week. Uh, one of the things I'll do uh, with your audience is because okay. of what you're doing for people is I just wrote a book called The Life of an Entrepreneur in 90 Pages, which is similar to The Life of an Entrepreneur in 90 mm. Seconds, except it's The Life of an Entrepreneur in 90 Pages. And we just came out with that book uh, two months ago. Uh, any one of your listeners that go on my website and subscribe to the newsletter um, we will give chapter number one for free. And then from there, if they choose to purchase the book, they can get it on Amazon. But if anybody goes on patrickbedevid.com and subscribes to the newsletter, I will give chapter one of the book, Life of an Entrepreneur, 90 pages to all the listeners. And last but not least, to your guys that are listening to you, gang, there's a lot of people online that do podcasts and are trying to become the next John Lee Dumas. But John Lee Dumas happens to be the best at what he does. There's a very, very, very few people that are as predictable as what they do as John Lee Dumas. If there is a voice, I would listen to online for sources, for entrepreneurs' resources. John Lee Dumas would be at the top of the list. So, John, uh, appreciate all you're doing for everybody around the world. Your name always comes up. You're a rock star, and you're impacting a lot of people without even knowing about it. Brother, I am honored. I receive that. Thank you for those kind words. And it is, it's all about being predictable in some areas, Fire Nation, being unpredictable in other areas. I mean, you've known my listeners for the last 1,452 days in a row 
that I've launched an episode for you talking to a great guy like Patrick here. And that's probably going to be happening for the next 1,452 days because that's what I do. So what is it that you're going to do? Look at how Patrick found what he is going to do. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people that you spend the most time with. You've been hanging out with PBD and JLD today, so keep up the heat. And head over to eofire.com. And if you type Patrick in the search bar, his show notes page is going to pop up with everything that we've been talking about today. Best show notes in the biz, links, time stamps, everything galore waiting for you. And of course, head over to Patrick Bet David. That's Patrick B-E-T david.com. Subscribe to his newsletter. You can get chapter one for free of Life of an Entrepreneur in 90 pages. So get over there, check that content out. And Patrick, thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. For that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks for having me, bud. Hey, Fire Nation. Hope you enjoyed our chat with Patrick today. PBD in the house. And for you, Fire Nation, we have a free eight-day goals course at freegoalscourse.co. Get goal-focused, Fire Nation, and I'll catch you there or I'll catch you on the flip side.